If your friends haven't told you, McDonald's Spicy Chicken McNuggets are back. The ones made with spicy tempura and aged cayenne. But before you go telling friends, make sure you get them first. Order ahead on the McDonald's app. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For a limited time at participating McDonald's. Here's three great reasons to get the new Samsung Galaxy S21 5G at T-Mobile. One, it's free for both current and new customers when you trade in an eligible device. Two, T-Mobile's the leader in 5G coverage. So, three, you can unleash 5G speeds in more places with your new phone. Get the new Galaxy S21 free at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G coverage. Phone via 24-monthly bill credits plus tax. If you cancel credit, stop and balance on required finance agreement may be due. Contact us. Qualifying credit and consumer plan required. See details at T-Mobile.com. Hello and welcome to episode 2 of Kaiju Curry House. I'm one of your hosts Paul and with me today I have Alex. Hi there. And Joe. Sup, folks? So in today's episode, we're going to discuss the struggle that the UK folk having to get their hands on our kaiju media and merchandise. Um, hopefully, we're going to also highlight some new avenues for you to get your kaiju fix. Uh, so, be- being a kaiju fan, I imagine it's mostly because we've seen kaiju films. So I'm going to hand over to Joe now to tell us how the best way is to get hold of your kaiju media. All right, so I'm going to start this off saying that I did grow up in the United States and I was spoiled for choice. So um, what I'm going to be suggesting here is just the best ways to obtain legal unpirated, which we do not, we do not condone piracy on Kaiju Curry house. It's very naughty. Don't do it. But anyways, um, how to find uh, films because unless you catch them at just the right point, what I found is, if you wait like a year or two to go and buy that Blu-ray or DVD, it's jumped up to 70, even 100 pounds to get it in Region 2, which if uh, you've been in the fandom long enough, um, regions are the uh, codes that they put on the Blu-rays or DVDs, discs, media, so that um, certain uh, regions can have particular release dates and certain marketing avenues that um, wouldn't necessarily apply to other regions. So the United States and Japan are region one and the United Kingdom, which we're doing this for, and a lot of uh, Europe is region two. So the problem is, is a lot of the releases are obviously Japanese or American. Uh, Those are the two big, uh, areas where this is the most popular um so we're kind of left out in the cold when it comes to releases so the thing that i'm going to recommend if uh, you have the money and you want the hard copy of the disc is to go for a region one uh player or a region list player or a multiple multiple region player so a region one player um the best option for you is uh to just buy an american player um american players um so long as you just have the adapter for the plug-in socket um you can just plug it in and get going here in the united kingdom it's a pretty simple thing or if you want to spend a little bit more and have more options available to you you can go with a multi-region player um 
I used to work at a home theater um, specialist company where we would sell players and televisions and stuff like that. So I'm going to go ahead and give a shout out to Panasonic, which is my favorite player television, you know, accessories out there. There are others that are good, uh, Sony, Samsung, but for me, it was always Panasonic. Um, model that I brought up for your, everybody who's in the UK, That's and it's just on Amazon, and it's at a good price. It's the Panasonic model DMP-BD, as in dog, 8.4, and that's a multi-region uh, DVD and blu-ray player so it's currently sitting at about 74 pounds which that's more than you would play for your standard blu-ray but um you're going to save that you're going to get that back when you buy region one kaiju films now when it comes to buying the kaiju films um you can get them from the states if you are into having films dubbed I am not necessarily of that persuasion. When you're a kid, you know, when something's dubbed, it isn't so bad. But the more you grow older, I feel that, you know, the lips smacking after they've stopped talking and uh, the voices don't necessarily mesh well with the characters. And then you actually lose a lot of sound effects and background noise when um, something is dubbed. So when they dub a film or you're watching a dubbed film, listen for background noise or background effects because in a dub film um, they have to go and add those back in especially on older films because it's a different audio track so when i prefer to watch a kaiju film it's in its native language with subtitles so japanese films are really good for the english-speaking crowd because um by home country kind of did a stint where they uh looked after japan for a little while after world war ii and um, English was taught as predominantly as the second language. So subtitles uh, for English-speaking people will be prevalent on Japanese DVDs and Blu-rays. And you will get them sooner. And they will more likely than not be available. Because you have to think the American releases are going to be re-releases of what was in Japan. And uh, they'll only be out for so long. Whereas in Japan, this is part of their cultural identity. And it's just films that they'll be having out and they'll be re-releasing continuously in the united states it's more of like a foreign media or foreign film you know specialist market so i would advise buying them from japan um there are multiple ways of doing this um amazon um japan doesn't have ebay that's a fun thing so yahoo japan uh yahoo auctions things like that and then um there are japanese sites where you can buy the dvds and blu-rays but just always make sure that uh, you're buying from a legitimate source and um, they aren't pirated. More often than not, if you go on Facebook, if you ask somebody in the fandom, they'll be able to point you in a similar direction. But um, that's what I recommend if you want a hard copy. So say you are on a budget because you've spent all of your money on kaiju figures and you're wondering where to go. So... We have our Facebook group, UK Kaiju Fans, and on there, um, DKU TV posts quite a bit. Now, DKU TV is a group on Facebook, and um, the really neat thing that uh, they do is they stream a lot of 
old kaiju films, Japanese cartoons. Basically, if you're in the fandom, they stream the stuff that you want to watch. Old, new, rare, and then they theme months. They give their release schedules and their showing schedules out well ahead of time. Um, it's, it's a great site. And if you want to find them on Facebook, basically it's www.facebook.com backslash Daikaiju Television backslash Daikaiju spelled D-A-I in the front and then Kaiju Television, obviously. But if you go on there, you give them a like, you'll have it. Likewise, if you go into UK Kaiju fans, they post all of their schedules to our group. And the other great thing that they've done for us at our request is um, they show it on a European schedule so that we will not be have to stay up to like 1 a.m. in order to watch these films, which is really great. So that's a great way to catch a kaiju fix. So that's one streaming avenue. That's free. That's open to everybody. And, you know, there's a lot of really rare and great stuff in there. Um, if you message them, they also do requests, but, you know, you have to message them far in advance. Um, so in terms of other avenues that we have open to us, um, Amazon. Amazon Prime has a few older monster films, uh, The Giant Behemoth, Gorgo, um, Godzilla 2014, a few odds and ends there. But on the whole, it's kind of rare and you will have to purchase them. So, you know, in terms of streaming up through Amazon Prime or just purchasing it, um, I would I would personally get the hard copy disc, which Amazon, you know, you're just going to have to look for a vendor on there. But, you know, if you want to go the route of Amazon Prime, there are options there for you. They just won't have the selection. Netflix, on the other hand, um, they do have their anime Godzilla that they've just released the trilogy for, which hit or miss with some folks, but um, that is available. However, um, all the other films in the Godzilla series, the other Toho stuff that you have, it's going to be very seldom that you see that stuff crop up. They do have the 1998 American version, and then the uh, 2014 version comes up, you know, on cycle. But, uh, you know, in terms of where to find films, those are the best ones. Did I cover everything, fellas? <laughs> no, I think that was really good. Um, what was the name of the streaming um, group that you mentioned? Was it DK... DKU, did you say? DKU TV. It's Daikaiju TV. Um, if you want to look yeah, them up, up on Facebook, that's it. And then they're, uh, you know, at D Daikaiju Television. But DKU TV is basically what they use when they post. And it's like they're monkier when they do their little advertisements and whatnot. So how did you find them? Because they've been posting within our group for a while. Did, did you come to them or did they come to you? Um... It was one of those things, like when we were starting our group, you know, I was just looking for stuff and you go to other Godzilla groups and whatnot. And, you know, you slowly find out, you know, through other groups and whatnot, who the names and faces of the fandom are. And DKU TV kept getting, you know, like mentioned. So I tried them out and I found them and uh, I had never personally seen the movie Matango before which is an old Toho film where people turn into mushrooms. It's actually a lot creepier than you might think. But um, I'd never seen that before, but I saw that through DKU TV. And I just got to talking with him like, hey, would you mind showing it this, that, and the other hour and stuff too? And post it in our group so that our guys know about you. And they were, of course, happy to do it. 
but it's a really fantastic streaming service. I mean, like, I couldn't recommend it more highly. Oh, certainly. Um, for yourself, Joe, with you now being in England, but with you being American, have you gone for the regionless DVD player, or do you use Region 1? Well, the funny thing is, is, you know, like, I moved across with the Region 1 player. So, I mean, like, I just bought a Region 2 when I came across here. So, I mean, it's, it's just one of the things. I already had a PlayStation 3, so just use that as a region one i'm imagining that you came up you came over by boat seeking your fortune and the only thing you carried with you was a region one player no um actually we flew across um and as luck would have it all of our stuff was in a cargo container and um less. that came across much later <laughs> so it, it wasn't like fifal and american west at all no not whimsical in any way no, not quite. It would have been fun to come across on a boat, though, I will say. Just before we take a break, what about yourself, Paul? Do you generally go for streaming, or have you been going for hard copies of films? No, I've been going for hard copies. I've got myself a um, regionless player uh, by, I think it's Panasonic. Uh, prior to that, I used to use a website called Movie Time, and they would tell you which films were region-free. But um, unfortunately, they shut down, and I managed to bag myself... A, um, yeah, a good region free player. So, yeah, most of my films are region one that I've got from either eBay or Amazon. Yeah. Because I like the hard copies myself. And typ- typically, how much do region one DVDs come in at? Sure, I think it's not that much. I think they're about eight to ten pounds. It's not a lot of money. No, it's a. So, I mean, if you're going to be buying from the United States, uh, film prices there, I mean, like at least for kaiju films, they're going to be. Nine ninety nine, fourteen ninety nine, or nineteen ninety nine. Usually, those are the standard DVD or Blu Ray prices that you see over in the United States. Yeah, no, I think I think that that seems fairly sensible. And I think for myself, I've generally been buying physical copies of DVDs. Come to think of it, my friend who's just been round today, he brought with him um, a digital copy of Mothra Three. Have either of you seen that? Yep, I haven't. It's a slog. I'm not going to lie. It, it's a slog. <laughs> thoughts, uh, thoughts, Joe? You shut your mouth. Cretaceous Ghidorah is amazing. <laughs> it's, um... Uh, th- there's a pink Mothra in it. A pink... Uh, pink? Yeah, there's, there's a pink Mothra. Um, Are we really arguing about how colourful Mothra is? <laughs> uh, it, it's, but, but it was a slog. I think even more of a slog for my friend who's not really a kaiju fan but was kind of putting up for him was like, oh, well, actually, there's a wrestler in it that I like. So we ended up watching that and there was a Japanese wrestler in. But the thing is, even though in wrestling he was kind of a big deal, in this film he just basically plays a fat dad who's very, very uncharismatic and just gets <laughs> irritated at his kids, shouts at them a lot. So it was, yeah, it was quite underwhelming for me, but I'm, I'm not selling the kaiju thing very well. Uh, and speaking of selling kaiju stuff, right, we're going to take a break now and we'll come back. Hey there, I'm Batman, and I wanted to tell you about my friends at the Screen Heroes Podcast. They deliver sweet justice in the form of discussing movies, television, and me. They love my movies. Every single one of them. Yes, even that one. Sometimes they even have me on as a guest, which is thrilling. You can find them at twitch.tv slash heroes podcasts. Live on Tuesdays at 9pm Eastern Gotham time. 
If you can't tune in live, the new shows go up on places like Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Gotham Radio, Demoscura Live, and Blog Talk Radio. Now, back to your regularly scheduled Batcast. Hello and welcome back. Uh, thanks very much for that, Joe. What have we got up next, lads? Okay, right, so introduced myself earlier, my name's Alex, and we've been discussing kaiju films and how to stream them, thanks to Joe, and uh, how to collect them via regionless DVD players, but I'm going to be focusing more on uh, figures now. Specifically, I got into figure collecting around 2012, so I've been doing it for a decent amount of time now, and the way I was kind of exposed to figure collecting was via YouTube. Um, might sound like an odd comment, but there's a pretty big YouTube community of people who kind of, um, I suppose, they record uh, their box days, they get called, where people just kind of, they open the figures uh, that, they've, that they've bought. There's people who do um, stock motion videos, isn't there, Joe, that are fairly good? Oh, yeah. The, yeah, there's some really, really good stock motion videos on YouTube, and um, just generally people doing fairly lengthy reviews, sometimes a little bit too long, like in the 50-minute mark, where people go into full scaling of figures, but yeah, no, there's some really, really good stuff out there, and the way I discovered um, the figures was by watching my YouTuber friend, who was uh, Godzilla Fan Freaks, and that was when I discussed, um, it was SH Monster Arts at the time, and that's, that's the first figure line that I'm going to be discussing, so... Basically, the three main figure lines that I've kind of collected and been involved with. There's SH Monster Arts, which generally feature between 60 UK pounds and somewhere around 100 to 120. But the big problem with this range in price is that where a figure might be 60 pound when it's first released... Sometimes the figure can virtually double in price a month or two months later. So it's very much a case of kind of order it, pre-order it, bag it while you can. The main draw for SH Monster Art figures is that whilst they are pretty pricey and they're becoming increasingly expensive, they boast the multiple points of articulation. So they're they're very much kind of a superposable toy. And... Um, they're really, really good for the uh, the high side line of Godzilla films, which is kind of around the late 80s and 90s movies. Some really, really good figures there. Uh, the other line that I've been collecting quite seriously, uh, the X-Plus figure line, but the downside of that, and I know that you've got some fairly strong opinions, Paul, about them, is that whilst the figures are absolutely sublime, they're very much a statue memorabilia of the film and uh i mean how much does king jidora uh, generally go for the 1968 one guys remind me anywhere towards 200 pounds 400 dollars 400 yeah does that sound about right yeah he can get up there yeah not very very expensive i mean um we were extremely fortunate when we had our convention last year that we had some X, uh, X Plus figures uh, kindly donated, and they were going for what I thought was extremely reasonable pricing. Very, very reasonable, but I mean, I'm trying to think, I've got about eight X Plus figures now, and every single one I bought has been more than £120, sometimes closer to 200 
my uh, X plus Desjidora figure that was close to 250 so not cheap by any means but the quality of the figures are absolutely brilliant those figures come in the 25 centimeter line uh, in terms of scale or there's the 30 centimeter scale and they've done their uh, other variations joe you've got a gigantic figure line is that right haven't you got a shin godzilla he is gigantic what what scale does that actually work out as the gigantic land you know he's not a one one scale i'll tell you that yeah <laughs> no but, but i mean they're, they're massive figures but then if you're paying upwards of 200 pound 400 dollars for an x plus 25 centimeter king Jidora, then you're paying even more for a gigantic figure line so it's it's very, very varied in pricing, but they're always expensive. That, that, that's just the reality of the hobby. They're, they're not a cheap figure. When you start factoring in things like customs charges and shipping, I know that most recently I had two figures arrive. I had a Jet Jaguar and I had a... It was a really specific model. It was a Yuji Sakai, uh, sort of like a special sculpted Shin Godzilla. So I had two figures arriving together and I was dreading the customs, but the customs only came in at £15, which I was very, very happy with. But then there's been other times when I've had figures arrive and the customs has been 70 quid, and I've just wanted to cry. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I can see Paul now rolling his eyes, you know, but it's, yeah, it's, it's an expensive game, and you know when you start factoring in all those costs, you think, okay, this is you know possibly not reasonable. And then, in total contrast to that, the third figure line that are particularly popular now. I know Joe really, really raves about them. Are the uh, the Necker figures. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, guys. The pricing of the figures is it a range of between say thirty to sixty? Have I got that right? No, they're just hovering around 30, honestly. Around around 30? I mean, like, yeah, if you buy them much later, I mean, like, after, you know, like, like years later, yeah, they'll oh, go up. No, no, like, like re release up. price, release price, how much would they generally go in for? Yeah, 30, I'd Between say the new one for the King, King 30, of Monsters yeah. are 33. Yeah, okay, so, I mean, potentially, when you factor in all of the additional costs, you're looking at about a fifth of the price of an X plus figure and you're looking at potentially half if not a third of the price of, S of SH Monster Arts figures so um, I mean certainly one of the big advantages of the NECA figure line is that they are more reasonably priced but then what I'm kind of hearing from people I'm not a massive collector of the NECA figures but what I'm hearing from people and certainly from the two of you is that they don't seem to um, skimp on the quality, though. No, they hey, don't. Joe, can you speak on experience from them? No. So one of the reasons I like the NECA figures is, and this is this kind of differentiates them from the SH figures. So the NECA figures, they do a really love lovely job of dry brushing the scales. Um, for mm. any like modelers out there listening, like you'll understand dry brushing, but it really makes all the details and the folds of skin and whatnot really pop. And while yeah. SH Monster Arts has a lot of detail, I mean, like, and I don't want to say that, you know, like a lot of their stuff is monochromatic, but if you're getting a Godzilla figure, mm. it is kind of monochromatic when you get it from SH Monster Arts, like my King Ghidorah. I mean, I got the SH Monster Arts 
91 King Ghidorah when it first came out because that's a time when you want a figure with a lot of articulation. The price yeah. justifies that. You know, I mean, like you're, I mean, like the necks Absolutely. alone, <laughs> amazing. But when you compare that in the cost of a NECA figure, which doesn't have as much articulation, but in my no. humble opinion, the paint apps can be a little bit better, especially with the new King of the Monsters figures that they've had come out. And some of those include amazing bases and stuff too that you just don't get it, get with SH Monster Arts. It really comes out. I do want to bring up a point though that you said, Alex, about customs charges and X plus being expensive. There is a way to get around this. So if you want an X plus figure, you want to have something that's niche, something that's nice, something that's detailed. X plus has come out with a defo real figure line. And it's, it's not something for everybody, but if you've ever had one of those pictures drawn at a fair or whatnot, where, you know, like they have your head really big and they kind of capture your personality. And then, you know, like you have a little body or something like that. It's a caricature. So the defo real line is essentially caricatures of Kaiju and they have lovely detail. It's X plus X plus is fantastic on detail they aren't huge, so I mean, if I put my two hands together and cup them, you know, they're usually about that big, big enough to fit in there. And they can come with little extras and stuff. They're great. However, and this is the crucial bit for all the folks in the UK, they come in at a price point which is below what customs starts to apply for. So they will not apply on customs. Now, granted, if you get like a Rick version or if you buy one on eBay that is above the retail price, say that you could pre-order it or buy it for initially, you'll get hit with that because customs starts at a certain percentage, depending upon where it's coming from and whatnot. And, you know, yeah. it will charge up from there. But the Defo Real line, if you get it pre-ordered, if you order it, for, you know, like when it comes out, you will not get hit with a customs charge. I have brought in three and not a one of them has been hit well i uh, i ordered a defo real line um, figure i ordered the hedera and i know that uh, joe has absolutely no desire to own a single hedera monster because it's a fart monster that's why <laughs> yeah it, it, it's a fart poo monster um my daughter thinks they're amazing but yeah they're not particularly a- attractive as a kaiju but I, I thought you know what I'll, I'll give it a go and i thought i'll try one and certainly if the gigantic figure line from the X Plus range is at the biggest uh, scale. The Defo Real are the antithesis to that. They are they are chi- well, the, the chibi, aren't they? Effectively, they're the kind of the cutesy and they're quite quirky. Um, but I think when when I pre-ordered my my header, I mean the money's not come out yet, but it it came in at around thirty-eight pound, and I thought, well, that, that's all right. That, that's that's reasonable. You know, it, that's not going to hit the bank too much. Yeah. Um. So you're going to say something, Joe? No, I was just going to say it doesn't hurt the bank. It doesn't break the bank at like 30 quid. I mean, like you can get a NECA for that. But I mean, like those are going to be at like um, Forbidden Planet and stuff for a little while. The uh, X Plus stuff, basically it comes out and a month later it's gone. Yeah. No, it, it, I think there's, there's definitely kind of, there's almost like 
there's sort of like a, a cult feel to the SH monster arts and to an even greater extent the X plus line because you know there's a big hype of a figure has been leaked and you see initial kind of photographs of just sort of the unpainted figure at various fests and then you see the paint job and then you're waiting and then eventually pre-orders open and I mean, the process can sometimes take, you know, sort of anything up to nine months as people are kind of psyching themselves up to it. And then suddenly all of the photos of these figures being released kind of flocks uh, Facebook for a while because everyone's, yay, I've got a new figure. And then suddenly it's dead. No discussion of it. Because, of course, they've been released on an almost batch-like scale and then that's it. And then people start hunting them down at twice the price, sometimes even three times the price, you know all corners of the internet looking for a reasonable price but the, the trouble is there aren't any i mean it's very very rare to be buying these retrospectively at a, an acceptable price but more's the point in terms of sourcing these figures that's kind of the main thing i'm going to be talking about um, now because where i got into figure collecting via watching youtube i then started to think okay well how can i start sourcing some figures myself because at the time my girlfriend said to me okay well do you want an SH Monster Art figure for your birthday? And you know, I said, yes, please, that would be great. And then she went on Amazon, near enough had a heart attack because she couldn't find anything reasonable. And it's taken, I mean, well, it's taken best part of six years for me to feel properly comfortable finding decent places to get the figures. And um, I think for ourselves as a community, let, let's, let's give our initial shout out to uh, Jason at Awesome Collector. He's been phenomenally supportive. His website, let's get this up here now, it's awesomecollector.com. Okay, that's awesomecollector.com. He sells a range of different uh, figures. He's got kaiju, he's got transformers, and sp specific to kind of the X Plus line, he does figures that ship directly from Japan at very reasonable pricing, and he does figures that have been shared, distributed through the US. Now, I know that me and Joe uh, both agree on this, that one of the best things about uh, AwesomeCollector.com is that you can do payment plans, which um, when the figures are upwards of £100, that is genuinely a consideration that you might need to factor in. That, yeah, um, if you want to order off certain websites, that's fine. However, you're going to potentially have to cough up 150 quid all at once for a piece of plastic, which is a fairly controversial um action with um with your family so with awesome collector you can break it down into three sometimes even five payments which i think is very very reasonable um one of our kaiju community fans they run the website gaijin goods now i've got I've, my mind's going blank what's their name amy 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 my sorry Total senior moment there. Okay, so when we had our convention last summer, Amy, who I was introduced to then, I found out that her brother, again, correct me guys if I'm wrong, her brother lives out in Japan, and she routinely visits him, and then basically buys various kind of Japanese merchandise of all kinds of stuff, and then brings it back with her to where, uh, I think she lives in Wales, doesn't she? Yep, but she, she she brings it back to the UK in essence. So goes over to see her her brother in Japan, brings back the stuff reasonably priced, and then she sells it 
from kind of her own online site and we we met her at the convention she's a very active member in our facebook group and her website is gaijingoods.com that's spelled g a i j i n goods g o o d s Com. Now, the particularly good thing about Amy of Gaijin Goods is that she routinely says on our Facebook group, if people want things, you know, if they want something specific, she can go out and look for it. If there's a figure that you've particularly got your heart set on, if you're willing to pay the customs charge through her and basically entrust her with bringing the item back with it, she would do that for you. So it's like, I mean, it's a pretty awesome personalized courier service, isn't it? So it's, yeah, it's Really, really good service there. So, Gaijin Goods, who I've not personally used. I have. But you have? Jill, oh, what's yeah. Your experience? Amy's sound is a pound. Five stars. Give her, I mean, seriously, give, give her a chance. Like, if you cannot find something, yeah. she does have the hookup in Japan to get it for you. So, by all means, yeah. use her. Absolutely. I mean, like, she's near fluent in Japanese. She's got the family connections to the country. And I think also one of the motivating factors for me uh, doing this podcast with you guys and getting involved with the group is it's nice to kind of see us all helping each other out. And the idea of kind of working with people like Amy who are, you know, from our community and giving back to it. That, 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 that can only be a good thing. Other websites that I've had personal experience of buying from, I've used BigBadToyStore.com. That's BigBadToyStore.com. They've been absolutely fine. Um, you do have the issue, though, that you are ordering um, the figure at full price and you're paying for it in one whack. So, um, again, that's where my shout-out does go to Awesome Collector, Jason, because of the payment plan option. And the other website that I've used a couple of times is Hobby Search Japan. Their website, it's a bit of a funny one, it's um, www.1999.co.japan. JP. So they're a very good website, and I think one of the main reasons that I've used Hobby Search Japan is that, generally speaking, X plus figures get announced, and then they go on to Hobby Search first, and then after that, other other retailers start to advertise them. So I kind of I I almost use Hobby Search as being a bit like a catalogue to kind of give me a heads up. Which, um, terrible thing to admit, but yeah, I, I use them as a catalogue and then kind of like look elsewhere. But they're, they're very, very useful for information. Um, in terms of generalised information for figures, one of the websites that I've used routinely over the years is kaijuaddicts.com. Now, whilst kaijuaddicts.com, that's run by John, it's not a retailer website. It's directly linked to his mother's um his mother's business, which is Flossie's Gifts, and Flossie's Gifts, for whom he's connected to, he runs his own business selling X-Plus figures, and John's been fairly consistent as part of kind of the kaiju community within America. So um, Kaiju Addicts is a particularly good website if you want fairly gritty, specific detail on the scalings of figures, the paint apps, but if you're just kind of wanting to generally browse the content is very heavy going. I think kind of even nerds like myself, it, it's pretty high up there, the content level. So it's not an introductory website, in my opinion. So the main ones that I'm going to kind of shout out to, to summarize this before we take a break, 
I think Gaijin Goods, from Joe's experience, has been phenomenally positive, and having met them in person, all three of us, uh, Amy's a really, really good egg. Again, I keep saying them, but awesomecollector.com for payment plans and for the the variety of uh, items that they sell, and the fact that I found Jason to be consistently pleasant and approachable, just sort of with a personal touch via messenger, is really, really positive. Have I missed any retailers, guys, before we take a break? I want to throw out Monsters in Motion. Please do, yeah, go for it. So basically it's www.monstersinmotion.com. So these guys, you'll find a smattering of things. You'll find Bandai, X Plus, SH Monster Arts, NECA, DVDs, model kits. If it's affiliated in any way, shape, or word or way with the word monster, Monsters in Motion will probably have it. They are sound as a pound. They've been out there for ages, and they just have the library and catalog of stuff that you just love. And if you like models, like resin kits, model kits, stuff like that, and you love that, but maybe you don't want to paint it or build it yourself, they'll do that for you too. And they are experts in it. So you can get your own like custom model built and paint painted for you. And the great thing is, I mean, they are in the United States, but I suppose the other great thing is the pound is stronger than the dollar. So I will throw them out. They are fantastic. I think going by personal recommendations, word does travel fast, obviously. And um, if any of you listeners do kind of come across a retailer that you think are particularly reliable, you know, mention them in our Facebook group. It's it's good. It's good to hear kind of what retailers you you've been using, uh, and then we can get the word out for them as well. Right? Okay, we're gonna take a break, and we'll come back in a couple of minutes. Hey everyone, this is Greg from Red Shirts and Runabouts. We're the resident Star Trek podcast as part of the Heroes Podcast Network group. If you love Star Trek and things science fiction, we're definitely the show for you. Join us every Thursday as we talk about Star Trek Discovery, the new Picard show, and other ongoing content and new creations from the Star Trek universe. If you want to find us, search Red Shirts and Runabouts podcast on Apple and Google Play. And if you want to interact with us as a host, you can find us at Red Shirts Pod on Twitter. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We've just gone over where to get your vinyl, plastic, or resin kaiju stuff. Um, Vendors and all that good stuff that uh, Alex just spoke about. And now we're going to have Paul take it away. Um, Paul is our resident uh, convention goer, and he's just going to give us an idea of what it's like to go hunting at conventions in the United Kingdom. Take it away, Paul. Well, thanks very much, Joe. Um, Yeah, conventions in the UK, they're fantastic at the moment we've got um so many and so so many there's you've probably got one in your nearest town and then we've got the big ones like comic-con and mcm um it's there's too many now that i i can't attend as many as i would like to but it's only when there's a recent release such as pacific rim or the legendary godzilla film that there's merchandise there so while the um, conventions are great and you can meet some like-minded people it's not always the greatest place to get your merchandise, and plus they might also mark it up a bit. So conventions are fun, but perhaps not the best place. Um, I think all the places that Alex was talking about were probably better. Um, so my discussion part here is probably going to be a bit more on the, on the negative side, and I'm going to tell you about the great places I found growing up that sadly seem to have gone away. Um, so little Paul, little childhood Paul, um, found his love of kaiju, 
but it was restricted to whatever was on Channel 4, and that was it. I don't think ITV, BBC, or actually that, we only had four channels back then, so that's all we had. Um, so apart from some odd VHS tapes in Forbidden Planet, which might be probably about five films from what I remember, there wasn't much out there. Um, conventions weren't what they were. I managed to go to a few sci-fi fates uh, and get some like Godzilla trading cards, and that was about it. Um, but in the mid-90s, 1996 I believe, um, my dad was kind enough to send off for a mail-order brochure from a place called Club de Kaiju. Um, now, that was, it was like a little newsletter, it was about 15-20 pages long, it was all black and white. Um, and it had news about like, a new Gamera film coming out, and it showed us X Plus and you know the resin model kits. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, so I did a little research to find out, and sadly it closed back in August two thousand and two. Um, oh. But it was done in conjunction with something called M One, which I think are a range of toys, aren't they? I don't know if you guys have heard of them. Yes, they are. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of yeah, M One. Yeah, they look quite colourful. Yes, no, um, they're, they're, they're like hyper colourful. You get like sort of pink Godzillas yeah. and neat. Like silvery and iridescent, yeah, all colours, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was very, very strange. But apparently, um, that's how this club to kaiju started. There was a guy in America, I think, it was he kind of did a partnership with M1 in Japan, and he was the sole distributor. Um, and then he went on to stock, you know, X Plus and all the other goodies. So that was quite good. Um, but as I said, so they closed down. Uh, there was then another site I found through eBay. Actually, I purchased some. It was like a, um, not blind box, but it was like a little uh, plastic egg and there was a kaiju inside. You didn't know what you'll get. Um, and I bought it from a place called it was Chibi Goji Toys, a lady called Linda. And she was absolutely fantastic. Um, she had a website and she had a great assortment of goodies. And she would even source things for me. So um, I remember I was after some Metal Gear Solid figures from Japan. And she went and got me a whole crate and sent them across. You know, she was just super duper. Um, their website is currently down. But they do visit G Fest, so if, for you know for the American listeners, if um if you're going, say hi to Linda if she's still attending, because uh, hey, she was absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah. So other than that, I said Forbidden Planet is where I'd get my stuff because they have all the goodies for you, and most recently Zavi, who I always forget really? about. <laughs> yeah, what is I, that? I don't know why I forget about Zavi, but they are. Have you not heard of Zavi? It's a website and a no, shop. No, I, I have heard of Zavi, but it's, it's just one of those words I've not heard in years, frankly. So just, yeah, that, that was out of my lexicon. Yeah. I have no idea. It's almost like, um... <laughs> okay, well, they've got the um, latest NECA toys in uh, in pre-order at the moment um, for both the Rodan and Mothra, I think. Was it? No, it's in Mothra and Godzilla. Rodan hasn't up for pre-order yet. And they were thirty two ninety nine each, which seemed fair price. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so anyone listening now, if, if you're after those, I'd say Zavi's probably a good bet, because I haven't seen it that many other places, although I'm sure Forbidden Planet will also stock it. Yeah. Um, so other than that, oh, so the um, the only other place I'm going to say is go to your local comic book store. I'm fortunate enough to have one about a mile away, and the chaps there are fantastic. I can go to them, I can tell them what I'm looking for, and they can go on, um, and they can order it for me. It can be a model, it can be a comic. Um, and best of all, I'm supporting a local business. So, if you've got a local comic book store, please go down. Yeah. Go have a chat with the guys behind the counter and see what they can hook you up with. That's a good point. So, local comic book stores, um, that is supporting local business, which we love. But and and like the thing is, is like what you see in the store is not the be all end all. 
So if you were going to order it online, you'd still have to wait. And a local comic book store can still have stuff sent to your house. But more often than not, what they have is like these catalogs of everything that you shouldn't be spending money on. And yet it's so <laughs> awesome. And these catalogs, because I had a friend who who owned a comic book store. And these catalogs, he'd get like two or three a month. And they would be like 500 pages thick, something like that. And it was just all the comics all the merch whatever you could want and like you had to really look through the index because there was just so much and it's just like they have that all local comic book stores have that capability like if they're selling comics they get those books just ask to look through them and see what they can get you because i mean it's incredible the volume i mean like even if it's not kaiju stuff i mean like it just the amount is phenomenal but they can't obviously carry all of that on their shelves so by all means use them utilize them that way because those are the folks that you can talk to and they might even cut you a deal off the retail price because it's their business because i mean ultimately they're only going to be selling items that they think are going to sell so if you're walking past your comic book store thinking oh well they don't sell any of the figures i'm wanting well you don't know that and actually a conversation with them, like the two of you are suggesting, that could open the door to something. I mean, you don't know it. There might actually be a small community of kaiju fans that are locally based to that comic book store. You just don't know it because you pass the shop window. It, you know, it, it isn't clear. I think uh, it's, it's definitely worth a dialogue. And purely from the perspective of supporting a local business, I think it's very important to do so. I'm really lucky that I don't live too far away from um, both Forbidden Planet and uh, Travelling Man for Newcastle, and uh, that, that that's particularly good. And it's yeah, it's worth supporting, definitely. Right. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, what other experiences have you got of conventions, uh, Paul? Say, like last year or the last couple of years, what conventions have you attended? Well, um, I went to a fantastic one last year called um, the UK Kaiju Con. Hey! Oh, um, <laughs> oh, Prithy, do tell. Yeah, yeah. I, I met these great guys. Um, what was their name? I actually can't remember their names. But um, there's a lovely girl, Amy, there from Gaijin Goods, and I bought a load of merchandise from her. <laughs> yeah, you bought, a, you bought a load of merchandise so, yeah, from but... Jason at Awesome Collector, too. I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a very expensive con. Um, so normally I go to uh, London Comic Con, uh, but I normally go to get the autographs and meet the guests. And unfortunately, there's not many kaiju people that go to these sort of events. Um, I did meet one of the guys from Pacific Rim, um, but that was about it. So, yeah. But do you think so. potentially that's going to change with the popularity rising of the American Godzilla films of the Monsterverse? I think it will, yeah. With Godzilla coming out and obviously King Kong coming out, uh, so we've had Pacific Rim. I, it doesn't seem to be dying down. So I think they're going to start catering for it now. It's becoming mainstream. Yeah. That's, that's my hope. Yeah. What about your speculations, Joe? Very briefly. Well, Legendary only has the rights until 2020 when they're doing, you know, Godzilla versus King Kong. So they don't have, they aren't going to be making any further films after that that they've announced or that they've even hinted at. Toho's taking the reins back and they're going to be making their own string of interconnected Godzilla films. Much like they did yeah. for the shower period, which I'm really excited about. But at the same time, yeah. the whole mainstream appeal of Hollywood, I, I do, you can love it or hate it, but you can't deny it's 
put Godzilla, Kong, and all of these creatures in the limelight. Yeah. And I like that. And I like the merch. And mm. I'm <laughs> sad that it's not going to go any further. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope it does. I mean, I'm fairly miserable about this kind of stuff and very cynical. But at the end of the day, the more toys, the better. So um, the more kind of opportunities and avenues for making merchandise, I'll support it. So fingers crossed things are going to happen. Do you know, guys, it's almost time to wrap up for our show. We've, we've, we've waffled on, as always. <laughs> um. But I think it's time that we um, we give our, if nothing else, starting of you, Joe. All right. If nothing else, I think if you have a Facebook account, you should check out DKU TV. That's Daikaiju Television. Again, it's free streaming. It's phenomenal. And they post what they're going to be streaming. There is a schedule to it. It's fantastic stuff. It is free. I can't stress that enough. So use it. Utilize it. It's great. Okay, and for myself, if nothing else, I think it's very important. I'm, I'm going to give two because I'm greedy. If nothing else, I think it's very important that you check out awesomecollector.com and kaijingoods.com. Two phenomenally supportive people to our UK kaiju community, offering very different services, but equally important. So check them both out. Paul? Yeah, right. Um, I'm going to be preaching yet again just to say go down to your local comic book store have a chat to whoever is behind the counter because as we say they can't stock everything on the shelves um, but if you chat to them i'm sure they can order or at least show your catalogue of what they can order mm. uh, and then perhaps you'll see something you like and even if they can't or they you know they don't have it they can give you recommendations on things that are similar and you might come across something new which is always interesting so yes support local businesses say hi to your comic book guy or gal yeah Okay, right. I think it's time to say goodbye. So thank you very much. My name's Alex, and it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you about kaiju merchandise. Take care. Goodbye, everyone. Later, folks. Kaiju Curry House is part of the Heroes Podcast Network and produced by UK Kaiju with music by Flying Killer Robots. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe at heroespodcast.com or on the various podcast services such as Apple iTunes, Google Play, or just about any podcast app. If you want to get involved with the show, please tweet us at UKKaiju and check out UKKaiju.com for the latest news, events and kaiju thoughts from all of us. Thanks for listening. If your friends haven't told you, McDonald's Spicy Chicken McNuggets are back. The ones made with spicy tempura and aged cayenne. But before you go telling friends, make sure you get them first. Order ahead on the McDonald's app. For a limited time at participating McDonald's. Here's three great reasons to get the new Samsung Galaxy S21 5G at T-Mobile. One, it's free for both current and new customers when you trade in an eligible device. Two, T-Mobile's the leader in 5G coverage. So three, you can unleash 5G speeds in more places with your new phone. Get the new Galaxy S21 free at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G coverage. Phone via 24 monthly bill credits plus tax. If you cancel credit, stop and balance on required finance agreement may be due. Contact us. Qualifying credit and consumer plan required. See details at T-Mobile.com.